Well, Cole, you know this roping pretty well right here. Tell me a little bit about it. Take, <laughs> take, take me through the situation over here. Uh, yeah, so this is a good friend of mine, Billy Helm, and I started this this event, at, and it's called World Classic Events. And we had we had these ropings in Belton, and I I set them up to where I wanted guys to feel like you didn't have to be the best in the world to have a chance to win money. You know, I, it's it's set up where the top forty qualify that in like a qualifier scenario where the top 10 in each round and the top 20 in the average come back to that night. And, um, so, you know, at the first one, we, I think we had a 15 team that placed and, and it's just that nowadays that's unheard of in our, there's just so many guys that can rope good nowadays that it's, uh, I tried to set it up to where everybody had more of a chance and we could gather more open ropers to come you know, to come out and rope that maybe aren't your everyday rodeo guys that have a job or whatever. You know, I remember when I was a kid, the George Strait was was great because it would get so many teams that because did feel like they had a chance and and you would have guys that didn't rodeo that would win it. And so that's kind of what the goal is on this roping is to show guys that that you can come rope for big money on a hopefully big stage you know sometime and and uh and we want to grow it based on sponsorship and and entries so well and too and i think that's a really important thing to touch on is what makes this neat is the format for like the george Strait uh was so good about it it was that it'd get 500 teams but where you got to that top 50 to place in the top 50 wasn't hard. To win the Ropen might have been hard at the George Strait, but, and I think that right. encouraged a lot of people to enter. So where you do take the, the top 20 back from the average, so everyone runs two, correct? Correct, yeah. And then yeah. top 10 a, from each round and then the top 20 from the average. Yeah, so you can miss a steer, still get back. And, uh, or, and then there's some situations where you might just have to go catch and kind of knock one down and get back. And then, then the top 40 rope three steers in a three-steer average and and it's still it's set up to where you got to be aggressive and the runs in the in the top 40 but it's like once you get it down to that you've got a ton of money added it's a it's a really good situation to to get a big hit in and that's really what does help the young open ropers get going is they do need those big hits and big wins and that kind of confidence and and you've seen that with the george Strait a lot that was kind of the roping that a lot of teams yep. it would be like a, a kind of a guy that no one really knew they'd win that roping and then kind of they'd get their roping career really off to a great start and and this roping has that format Cole and I think you've have you done a good job with the payoff you everything is there so I I really do think it's it's in a it's in a unique spot so that, I think that makes it pretty cool yeah too. for sure and the way the the average works on it you know it's we drop down in the average so guys that are double or even triple qualified. You know, if they if they were to be in the top ten in each round, and you know, obviously they'd be get the, the end of the average, then we drop down in the average to pick those spots up. So you know, like you don't have to go be four on both steers. You could go be seven on both steers and make it back to that night for the big money. And then also that morning with it, you know, if you do go make two good runs, you still can get paid that morning in the rounds and the average the way it's set up. 
Right. Right. Well, I want to get to to kind of some of your healing and and kind of break a few things down and like setting up runs and and like what you try to do. You know, this is um this is obviously this is the heel horse, right? This is Apollo, correct? Yes, this is. Yeah. Okay, so take me through like Apollo, what makes him special and then like you you know, your style, his style and and what you think has been so so key to to your guys's run and and how you try to rope on him. Yeah, he's this horse is really, really fast. Um, he can just, uh, and he reads a cow very, very well. So if you watch, like I don't even touch him this entire run. I mean, my hand is down. My reins have slack in them. And he matches the speed of that steer. And then he just keeps his front feet moving so good. And, you know, to kind of revert back to the the fraternity deal, the ground at this event belton does a great job with their ground and so he slid you know a long ways in this run but the ground was also really good and and then he's really strong to the saddle horn ren richard showed him um in the fraternities in canada before there were really fraternities down here and and he won a ton on this horse up there um but he uh man he's just honestly i I bought him as a six-year-old and, and I didn't rodeo on him that year that much until I rode him at Salinas his six-year-old year. And then I kind of ran and I didn't win that much. And I, and so I ended up was going to go home and we were entered. Oh, like for another 10 rodeos, I think. And, um, so I got on him and just started roping on him and he got so good. Um, Honestly, I probably could have rodeoed on him that whole year. I just didn't really know, you know. Like nowadays, I would have been rodeoing on him for sure that year just because I've learned more. And and uh, he's taught me a lot. And uh, Ren taught me a lot. But he's just, he's a really good horse. I think he, I don't think he made the Snafflebit finals, but they showed him in the Snafflebit 30. And Corey Cushion trained him. and. Um, He's really, really broke. Like he's, he's cow horse broke. You can, you know, you could go do the whole deal, but like that second steer there, uh, the one for Ren, or the second one. Well, for this one even for uh, Tate, the second one for that's kind of my whole goal on a heel horse and my young ones too is to keep them where, like this steer kind of didn't hit clean, so I pushed through it and that, you know, he was still moving his front feet and on his butt to where. I could still throw whenever I wanted to right here. So that steer kind of checks up and it kind of deadened the run up. And I knew all that we had to really do was catch. And so instead of taking a low percentage shot right here and throwing there, I got to push through it one more and, and let it, let it open back up and heal the steer. So, and that comes from these shoulders, right? The, these shoulders, exactly. when they when they stay up, they can come out of this spot because it's kind of you. Your body gets a little bit different. You can tell, like you're kind of like you're kind of yeah. push and then raise. But his his shoulders right here are elevated. His hind end right. is is down, yeah. and that creates. Yeah, and that's where he can push out of it, right? Exactly, and then hit back on his butt. That's the thing. Like he had to read it again out of an awkward you know, situation and still end up still end up dragging his butt and, and finishing the run fast, 
right there. But oh, yeah, the, uh, and give you hold on. I got because I gotta I gotta point that out. It gives you a spot to create, <laughs> right? Like yeah, you exactly. you kind of yeah. you you have to use more of your rope talent than you maybe you want to on this run, and but you're still able to look at you place your rope and look how much gets down on the ground. It's right. high above the hawk. Your rope has a big old finish on it, and. And that's what's crazy about this run is that you come back and you don't even lose anything getting it on the horn. And then right. he's he's yeah. so elevated with his shoulders right here. I like using this pin a lot, just so you know. I don't get to ever use it, so I really <laughs> like to go to circle and stuff. But he everything's so elevated. He's strong. Look how low his butt is. I'm, I'm going more. Yeah, here we go. Uh, but everything's there, and it's just a it's just an anchor. But I think that's that's also what makes really strong rodeo horses too. You know, so when you do get to see that is it's just like that Tate's pretty close to the wall. He gets a good finish still. And, and I, and it, I think that's what makes horses special. The other thing I wanted to point out is when you said really broke and you'd barely have to use your hands, I think it's really neat when you have a horse with a lot of speed. What I see is like, you might just barely bump like right here and you Mm -hmm. can see that, see this Mm -hmm. rain gets on him and he moves over instantly and then your hands almost always get back loose and you can like yeah. you're just like gauging the steer the whole time and you can see it like right there he checks you kind of help and he's just able to read and he's ahead of the steer and allows you to be ahead of the steer and you can kind of get that right there where it's man that's a pretty cool finish to to kind of see like where you <laughs> yeah. where you go rope down i i mean that's that's the kind of horses that you know you guys trying to create that I think are special and, and and that has to be really fun, right? Yeah, no doubt. That like I said, that horse has taught me a lot. Um, he he just naturally does things that you want to teach other horses to do, and uh, the way he does it, it keeps that horse sound um, because he does things so correct, and and that's really important for us because they obviously take a beating going down the road and and so he's just i don't know man he's he's by far the best one i've ever rode and um he's he's taught me a lot and i mean you know there are guys that can go you know five and six years rodeoing on horses but i wouldn't say that it's really common i think you know and it's getting more so because i think we're getting further along in our horsemanship and guys are starting to care more about it but and roping's evolved but and the steers are smaller so those they're a little less hard on a horse but i think it's more or less just learning and wanting to learn and make our horses better and to where they last longer and and they beings that we have to be so fast like i said earlier is we want them to be able to throw whenever we want you know like this steer sets up perfect and i can throw fast you know yeah. Uh, I mean, after I just pushed him through it on the one before, he just reads this one perfect and Ren Ren set that one up great. That's actually a fraternity horse that Ren's heading on right there. She's six years old and um she's a really nice mare. And she set this steer up perfect, you know. Yeah, and that, and that's kind of the difference, right? Is the the steer before kind of checked when the head loop hit and got just a little bit dead and created a, a spot where you, you could have taking a a riskier shot or you're trying to go stay in the average and create some forgiveness. And that's what, that's what your heel horse can build. And then you come back right here and everything just reads through the turn so easy. You know, the steer and Rin, the steer doesn't check and Rin is able to kind of get more momentum and, and, you know, you're able to just 
set it down pretty quick. And I think that's that's key, right? Like I think that's what what a guy wants, and and that's where you build some feel to to being able to to give yourself more chances to win. You're just you're just catching more steers, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And not these steers are really good. Jeff Hilton does a good job with the steers, and they're um, you know they're all there. They're not they're not weak you know they're all fed really well and they're they're strong but um the setup here was was not long but it also wasn't just you know we couldn't just go at them and and have easy goes every time the horsemanship actually came out a lot in, in this roping i think and uh ren and tate both did a good job in these and and made it to where you know the one steer behind tacked off i mean he couldn't have done anything else about it but at a rodeo, I would have probably tried to throw on that steer. But this roping, all we had to do was catch. And luckily, that horse will just let me do it. He just pretty much says, do whatever you want. And, and I'll I'll help you through it every time, honestly. Right. Well, and I think that's, um, you know, what what you got want is a, from the roping side of it, I think to, to compete and what guys want is they don't want the steers to be too soft and the barrier to be too short because it just creates a roping where the horses really don't matter. And you want to have that nice balance between not killing your horse, but you got steers enough where they are big and strong. Like you got enough horns or whatever it is that they're, they are somewhat of a challenge to head and they are somewhat of a challenge to heel. So not everyone's just, you know, the guys that ride the best and that are doing a good job scoring and doing a good job setting it up. They they give themselves opportunities to win where, you know, sometimes it just it just makes it a little too easy for every team and and truthfully open roping is so tough nowadays anyways that it's like I just you know I think man it's kind of got to be like that right yeah it is and I I tried to make this to where it was user friendly for us but like like you say not too easy but I don't honestly I hate the feel of a roping where you see them, you know, tail to the pin or tail to the end of the gates. And then like this steer right here ran very, very hard and was really strong to heal. And Tate did a, you know, he reached and, and did a good job, but it wasn't that hard for us to make that run compared to if we were just chasing him down the arena, you know, three quarters of the way, because if the barrier would have been another six inches or a foot longer right there, that steer would not have been very fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. And and then on top of it, it's still a challenge enough, right? Where you do get steers like this and you make this type of run and you you know, and you can kind of stay in the roping and do that and and other teams might not. And that's where you know, teams yep. with good horses and guys they can start separating themselves and that's what you want in ropings, you know. I I think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The steers to me in this roping did not dictate anything. I mean, you the guys who roped the best won that day, no matter what. So. Right. Well, Cole, I appreciate it, man. I think you've done a great job with these events. Uh, look forward to kind of seeing where everything's going to go, and and also with your horses and everything. It's in a it's in a really neat spot, and you know you're you've been able to create some really special ones, and and it's kind of fun to see as things have progressed, just like you're showing to to go from this horse because I'm pretty sure I've seen him go. When he was six, right there at the circuit finals and stuff, uh, I, I'm, I believe I, that was the first few times I yeah. watched him. And man, he's he was pretty special then, and he's stayed that way now. And I think that's 
lot to what you've said and how he's been able to hold up is is really cool. Yeah, for sure. He's I really think that's a once in a lifetime horse and um I mean obviously Ren did great training him and uh he really and truly I just roped on him and learned how to how to catch and he's made me a lot better than what I ever was and and uh changed my roping. So well, that's awesome, man. And I think that's that's what it takes, you know, is guys and I think that's the whole goal with X Factor too, what we're doing with these deals and, and showing some from the fraternities for people that are wanting to figure out what what does a special horse look like and where is the foundation and everything at. And and so when someone does get one, they they don't mess them up and they're able to kind of keep them good and and understand like, hey, what are some of the things that make them special and how can I keep them that way? You know, and I, I think that's that that is really the hard part is there's been some special horses, but uh, some sometimes they don't they don't last or they people kind of take it out of them before they they really get to the that stage where they could stay there for years like yours been able to yep for sure for sure that's that's the goal nowadays and that's what i i just think it's awesome with with uh what we can learn nowadays that you know when i was younger i didn't i didn't get to necessarily know i i had so many opportunities to learn from from different horse trainers because that's what i grew up in and uh, but not necessarily roping, you know, I mean, we did, we, we tried and we, I never really went to schools or anything just because we were really busy training horses. But nowadays with, with stuff like, like what we do and just technology in general, we can learn so much more, which until makes the, makes the industry that much better and, and brings more people to the industry, hopefully with just the sheer fact of being able to learn and not maybe get out of your comfort zone, you know, to learn. And I think that's something pretty important. Right. Uh, I agree with you a hundred percent. Well, Cole, I really appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for doing this with me. And, uh, oh man, that was, that was great. I enjoyed it. You bet. Thanks, man.